0: This is Game Agent E.T. This is Six Button Samurai. This is your favorite podcast. Oh God, it hurts. Oh God, it hurts. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to do that opening again because if you remember last time, uh, we had uh, Mr. Miyamoto from Nintendo have that kind of intro about Super Mario, the movie. <laughs> he had another he had another announcement this uh, past week, so we'll get to that later. That'll be our main topic. But right now, James, how yes. are you? How the hell are you doing, man? I'm excellent, sir.
1: Uh, I'm enjoying a final nail in the coffin for now for summer heat. Um, it's actually like seventy-ish degrees in the daytime. Nice. High 40s, low 50s at night. Um, you know, you can enjoy yourself during the day and then rock a hoodie at night. And that's where I like to
0: live. Usually those uh, temperatures last for at least two or three weeks. Maybe.
1: Yeah, true. I think it's going to. Maybe longer? I th- yeah, I don't think it'll get colder per se. I feel like this is probably going to comprise like most of the next. To four months, hopefully. Yeah. Um, how is it where you are, good sir?
0: Uh, it's getting a little cooler now. Like, we had a little bit of a hot spot, like, for the past couple weeks, where it's actually kinda killing the sweat, man. Like <laughs> mm. <laughs> wearing a jacket was not a good idea in the afternoon, but in the evening it's all right. Um a little bit of rain, but yeah, I mean here in Japan, it's uh, been nice weather. Um, in terms of happenings, like a uh, Street Fighter type arcade is be- being play tested right now. Uh, Ooh, this but weekend. not near you. Not in not in my area. Places like oh. Fukuoka, Tokyo, uh, Sendai. Yeah. Aren't you near
2: Capcom though?
0: Yeah, I, I, Capcom's in Osaka. Yet they don't so have why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, beats me. I'm going to I'm going to walk all over. I'm going to walk <laughs> over there and ask them, "Why? Why you got to do this, dude? Why?" I don't understand. "Why you that. know test Street Fighter here? <laughs> Can I just come in? I want to play. Come on. I I'll tell you how I feel. Just let me in. Come on." <laughs> That's weird, but okay. Yeah, but other than that, welcome to episode 42. I forgot to mention that. 42. Remember, enough. the answer is
1: always 42. It is? Yes.
0: The, so, even That's if a it's not Hitchhiker's
1: uh, Guide to the Galaxy reference, wow. and I know that this will tickle the ear of our dear leader, aka Layman 42, aka Mr. Mitch.
0: Wow. That's his thing. So, so, yeah. so I, I need to know what this uh, significance is. I've never read a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Look but. it up, man. I
1: will. It'll be a pleasing
2: sidebar once the dust from this episode is settled. Is that related to Area Forty Two?
1: Uh, I'm not. am not. I'm not allowed to
0: say. Oh. <laughs> spoiler alert! Just look it up I after guess. the show. I will. I will. Jeez. <laughs> if they had those books here in Japan, I would totally get it right now. But. Uh, We'll see, we'll see. I'll have to Google yeah. search it, thank you. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, let's kick off the festivities of 42 by asking you, Uh, have you been playing anything lately in terms of video games? Oh, you know, I've... Uh, it's a strange time, like,
1: I'm not really locked into anything at the moment. Like, the last big thing I beat was Chrono Trigger, and that was just a... You know, uh, a joyride of love on a pony made of cotton candy. Um,
0: yeah, I I can <laughs> feel the vibes right now because, like yeah. I said, I beat that game five years ago for the first time, and yeah, I'm I'm glad I did it at an older age. I appreciate yeah. it a lot more. Yeah, and I'm glad that um, you were able to do the same. You, did you get the g- sure. best ending? I believe yeah, I did. Okay, because I did yeah. too. And after that, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna look up all the other <laughs> endings because I don't have time to play it over and over again. But I, yeah, appreciate I think what I, I did. I think I love it enough
1: to mess around with it in game plus mode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I stuck with it, got the best ending. Um, Wait, you have the DS little- game. No, 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 no. I was playing the uh SNES version. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a um uh, via emulation. Dun, 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 um uh-huh. I was using the MSU hat for it, which is kind of a beautiful and lovely animal because it combines the video Cutscenes from the PlayStation slash DS versions, yeah, with an orchestrated soundtrack, but that's built on top of the SNES gameplay,
0: and that's good, especially uh, with a nice beefy font that they use compared yes. to the DS. And uh, yeah, I don't know what translation they use because I heard that the Super Nintendo translated uh, version is a little bit different from the DS version and uh yes the DS version has has has, uh, a little bit more quests after
1: yeah there's another dungeon right
0: yeah something like that yeah where involves uh yeah I don't know
1: maybe at some point I'll seek out the DS version because I actually I picked up a Mm -hmm. Nintendo 3DS not too long ago um yeah. That's actually what I might go back to playing, as a matter of fact, because I was in the middle of playing through A Link Between Worlds, and yeah. that was is also a delightful, delightful game that I still need to finish. But um, what have you
0: been playing lately? Wow. Well, I, uh, if you remember, uh, we reviewed a game called uh, Retro Revengers by Shinudan. And I got further in the game, and I'm at the halfway point of that game. The game Gosh. is quite hard. <laughs> so mm. I'm taking it with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I subjected myself to playing Ghosts and Goblins, and Retro Avengers is very reminiscent of that game. So playing too many of those games is going to make me kind of a bitter... Man, <laughs> so,
1: a bitter husk of a human being. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I have to kind of distance myself from playing it every day. I can only play it maybe a couple times a week, but uh, yeah. it's quite challenging. I do appreciate what the gameplay is all about. It is pretty intense. And mm-hmm. I, as I said before, when I make mistakes in the game, it's because of me, it's not because of the game. The game is very clear on how it's supposed to be played, and it doesn't waver from that, and that I admire. So I will continue to play it until it it is beaten, but it might take maybe some more time. But uh-huh. um, the other thing I've been playing besides that, uh, have you heard of Suika game?
1: I can't yes. say that I have.
0: It's a game that kind of took Japan by storm. It's a very simple puzzle game that's very similar to Puzzle Bubble. And it's very Mm. simple. It's, Suika is Japanese for watermelon. So it's basically a a game where you start off with small fruits like strawberries or cherries or whatnot. And if you drop, and there's a little cloud thing dropping fruits Mm. into a box. And if you combine these fruits, if you get two in a row, it makes... The next step fruit a, a bigger fruit, and your goal is to try to make watermelons, which is the highest fruit oh and it's three bucks it's available in uh, America as well north america, Europe uh play it it's quite addictive it's like is a this flash on game Nintendo switch yes, I think okay. only on Nintendo switch it was okay. a flash game or, or should I say not a flash game, but a browser game two years ago and then they brought it over to Switch. It's actually different from the browser game, but mm. people love it. I tried it. It's addictive. I can't stop playing it. It's a good cool down game. Like when you're stressed from work, you want to play a brainless type of game. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying like you use your brain a little bit, but it doesn't stress you out. It makes you laugh because there's some stuff that happens in the game that makes you laugh like how did I die from this type of game? Hmm. That's what I like about that game. It's very simple, very fun. I'm a big
1: fan of that whole, like, you know... Yeah. I like having an AM game and, like, a PM game. Yeah. And the AM game can be something that's, like, a little more intense, a little more focused, a little more thumb-busting. Yeah. And then your PM game can be something that, like... You know, you can almost play that before you go to bed and just sort of chill out with it. And then whenever you're done, you're done. This is the PN
0: game. And uh, also uh, some fan made a Gradius version. (laughs) It's funny. So like you shoot down, you have the the Vic Viper (laughs) instead of the Mm -hmm. cloud up top (laughs) and you're dropping like stuff like little barrier bits and Mm -hmm. then it can grow up to Moai heads. And like Ooh. those little ships that uh, you see at the end of the, uh, the stages, it's funny. I'll, I'll send you a link to that. And I'll also also okay. send you uh, a link to people who uh, find us on X Twitter. Uh, okay. I'll share the link. It's like a homebrew browser game based on Suica game. But yeah, it's funny. I'll, I'll, it's I'll funny. Cause, it. yeah. uh, speak of the devil like. Yeah.
1: I think that's the thing that I've been glomming onto lately for lack of like a real precise, like, oh, I am trying to beat this sort of game. I've just yeah. been playing a lot of old shooters. Um, playing Gradius on the pet. PC engine. No, not
2: at all. Um, and it's interesting, though, because um, I played Gradius on the NES. I beat it then.
1: And then I played the arcade one, and I feel like the arcade one was like decidedly more difficult. Yeah. Um, and the PC Engine one feels like it leans more towards the like a more precise interpretation of the arcade, but that also includes like that difficulty. Um, Isn't that interesting? How it. they
0: did that? Yeah. Like for yeah. a lot of games, not just Scratches, sure. right?
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, a lot of times they would sort of tone it down and be like, alright, like, how can we make this a more sort of even-handed or enjoyable ride versus the thing that's just trying to shake the shit out of you and make you pop up all your money.
0: That's how <laughs> TMNT was, the arcade game. Oh, When they brought it to <sighs> NES, it's infinitely yeah. easier on Nintendo to the point where you can one credit, clear it. Yeah. I felt but, the same uh, about Turtles in time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Konami is kind of the master of that. They they know how mm-hmm. to milk your quarters, but yes. they understand that that doesn't fly when you have it on your home system. So, they have, they change it and it's right. all for the better. So, kind of wish they did more of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, uh, yeah. Good stuff, good times. Uh, let's uh, talk about what's going on in the realm of video game news where uh, first thing uh, I don't know if people use this, but uh, apparently X Twitter integration with a uh, PlayStation is no longer gonna happen as of uh, as we're recording this uh, November 13th, which is tomorrow. It's gonna be gone and uh, Xbox, That feature has been removed uh, months ago. Uh, So Switch is the only one that will still allow you to tweet from your console. Right. So, yeah. How do you feel about that? And do you have any experience tweeting from your console? (laughs) You know,
1: (laughs) it's a strange thing for me because I know that functionality has existed for a while now on consoles. Yeah. Um I have maybe thrown something up on Facebook from my Switch like once and that was back when like the Switch debuted. Uh-huh. Um just because I could. I was like, oh yeah, that works. Neat. And then I never did it again. So I don't know. Like <laughs> why, I mean I know why didn't you do it again? I just, just, I just didn't care. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, like I mean, uh, you know, I work in social media, and it's definitely one of those like, kind of like, well, I don't want to shit where I eat sort of things, or more precisely, like, I don't want to feel like I'm at work while I'm playing games. Heard that? Um, yeah. Gamestop, um, former
0: Gamestop employee here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes so you like
0: not want to play video games.
1: <laughs> or, right. <laughs> um it's interesting that Twitter X is being singled out in this way, and I have to wonder if it's like
2: well. There's been a lot of one
1: there's been a lot of open conjecture about like how secure Twitter is anymore. Um yeah, so that's it, I,
0: I it, it, think of that,
1: <laughs> but that's yeah. Game. I mean, it, it it may have something to do with security concerns because you know uh, there's a lot of attempted hacking or cheating that goes on with game platforms anyway. I mean, Microsoft themselves they recently did that update that no longer allows for unlicensed accessories. Oh, jeez that's
0: a that's another can of worms, man. Right. We gotta talk about right. that sometime. Which which is
1: yeah, I, I think we should address that separately sometimes because, you know, specifically that's like a really shitty thing for the fighting game community.
0: Uh but, it hits them um, hardest, I think, yeah. Right.
1: But, but, you know, there's a lot of rampant cheating and I don't know if maybe that's part of it. Um you know, who's to say? I mean, they're not terribly forthcoming about it, but you know, increasingly, like, you know, advertisers have run away from Twitter writ large. I mean, uh, it's it's just that platform is in a very, very strange place, thanks to Mr. Musk. Um, yeah. Lord knows what it's going to end up becoming. But, I mean, yeah, for me personally, like, I've never used that f- functionality with consoles. I don't think... I'd be inclined to, even if I began to do something that was more in the realm of like active streaming or whatnot, like I would just given who I am and like my interest in film and media production, et cetera, like I'd be much more likely to like set up a capture card and do it that way rather than just sort of piecemeal sharing little moments. But I know you have done that sort of thing. So like, what do you think about it?
0: I, uh, it's, it literally does not change what I do because I don't directly post stuff on Twitter using the Switch, which would be mm-hmm. my vehicle on posting on social media if there's any sort of, uh, photo or video that I want to upload. What I usually do is I use the, uh, app that the uh, Switch has where it says, okay, you want to upload videos or whatnot? Okay. Uh, here's a QR code. Scan it with your phone. Okay. Now scan this QR code. Okay. Now you can upload it directly to your phone. Do whatever you want to it. And then I post stuff predominantly on Instagram. Because uh, Twitter X, uh, X Twitter, I don't know what you call it anymore. Um, But Twix. yeah, I... <laughs> Twix! There you go. <laughs> That's Man, you should be the next marketing. No, you, you don't want to be a, You don't want to be anywhere near Twitter X. That's not that, I, I have to
1: full disclosure. That's that's not original. I did not
0: come up. with that. <laughs> Oh, but, okay.
1: Um, but, it's yeah. Whatever the fuck you want to call it today.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> um, but I do like posting stuff on social media because anytime I want to show, hey. This game came out, and this is what it looks like. It's great to do that. Um I just don't do it on twitter um, mm-hmm. so but at the same time, I appreciate that. Uh, everyone calls it a share button, but I think uh james you you mentioned it as a capture button. I think that's a better word for it because people say that. Twitter is the reason why that share button exists for most of these consoles. And that may be true, but thanks to old musky boy. It's no longer uh, the same spirit. When you hit that share button, we should just call it a capture button from now on that. This is what we decree. Call it a capture button, <laughs> not a share button. Cheers for chumps like Elon Musk. <laughs> But yeah, basically because of the API, the Twitter API rates that used to be free uh, for, uh, I had to look this up. API means Application Programming Interface, meaning, you know, if you want Twitter to work on your console, you need an API license or whatever. And it used to be free, but because it's Elon Musk we're talking about and he's claiming that he's losing money and he probably is because he's dumb and he doesn't know how to run. A simple business, he has to make money somehow, and that's by gouging everyone in sight with Twitter Blue, and now, uh, from what I understand, like if you want this API to work on your console, it can be upwards from 42,000. I don't know if it's monthly or yearly, but it's a lot. And that's why these companies, rich as they are, they're saying,
2: uh, no thanks. <laughs> that's yeah. why it's and I'm I
0: i would not be surprised if Nintendo follows suit soon. Cause the way it the way they have it now, I mean, why would you need Twitter? Just Yeah. Twitter's gonna be gone in probably t- one or year one or two years anyway, right?
2: Well who's to say? I mean it's it's definitely like it's still
1: it's uh, It's it's so hard to put into words. Like, it's undergone so many changes in such a short amount of time. It frittered away so much brand recognition with the stupid name change. That like, oh yeah, is happy with. Dude, Um,
0: I mean, you put tweet on the map with Twitter. Right, like everyone says, like, oh, I'm gonna tweet this or retweet that. But now. You're taking the personality out of it by saying, oh, no, it's post now. Post, repost. Because we're X. We have no personality. Well, yeah, that's weird because, I
1: mean, post is basically like the generic word for doing something on any social media application. So I just... I I don't know what's happening with that. I mean... uh, I know he has other ambitions in terms of like turning it into more of like the, you can do anything with it, including, you know, mm. money transfers, this, that, and the other, you know, I mean, it's basically like, you know, he wants to turn it into another PayPal or something to that effect. And yeah, ooh,
0: I don't, I don't really have a use for it, but you know, Nito. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the successor to come. Hopefully in the next year or so, everyone will leave in droves and who knows. But all I know is that in Japan, Twitter used to be a big thing until right. they uh, Elon Musk pulled that thing where uh, uh, basically, I forgot what it exactly was. But remember when we couldn't view posts because it said that you'd reached a limit of posts to view? Right. Yeah. Japan was not happy about that because uh, there are some emergency uh, uh, systems that uh, they use on Twitter. So if there's an emergency, if you can't view it, what's the point of having Twitter, right? Right. So a lot of people are starting to find uh, alternatives in Japan. And social media, you know, people still use Twitter, but threads is becoming more popular.
2: Yeah. So
0: there you go. But We'll see. We'll see over time. In the meantime, uh, let's talk more about price gouging, (laughs) like uh, what what WB Games is doing uh, with Mortal Kombat. Seemingly, uh, for Halloween, uh, is it NetherRealm Studios, I believe? That's the company that makes Mortal Kombat, and they just released Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, They had a special Halloween fatality but you had to pay $10 to use it. Wow. And then uh, people were up in arms, obviously, because this is the first time this has happened. And then uh, to smooth things over, WB Games said, oh, 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 chill, chill. We'll give you a couple free fatalities on the house. How about that? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how that works, man. I, I would think you're probably going to give those away for free anyway. Unless yeah, really you really
1: intend it, <laughs> it's a strange, strange thing because yeah. you know, you have to like I I don't approve of all the things that Capcom has done with SF six. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I also don't approve of a lot of the things that a lot of publishers are doing by by way of microtransactions now but i think with street fighter 6 there's been a bit more of a deft hand at like well we're doing this 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 is free that costs something this is free that costs something you know what i mean yes um and i know that like Capcom kind of shit the bed with their pricing of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costumes.
0: Was that like Like $15 a turtle?
1: Right. They were stupidly expensive. I mean, for a costume. Yeah. Um, And I mean, it's a very strange thing to have seen the evolution of these things. Because there was always this sort of relationship between home console games and the arcade. And it was almost sort of like the relationship between movies hitting the movie theater and then a home video release and where it's sitting right now, like in the NES era, they knew that like a game had to exhibit more value than it did in the arcade. As we were just talking about. So basically, you had to change that experience up somewhat so that it had a longer life. You know, it was something with more replay value rather than your typical sort of arcade game where you feed it quarters until you finish the 20 some minutes of levels or whatever. And so we've gone from that to like the dreamcast and ps2 era where suddenly there was parody or oh my god like these home consoles are actually capable of better visuals and more long-lasting gameplay than our game machines were and so games like around 2000 were unbelievably packed with value like You think of Tekken 5 on the PS2. Not only an incredibly deep new offering in the Tekken series, but they also included this wonderful arcade collection of Tekken 1 through 3. Like, unbelievable value adds at that time. And that was really when the market, like, matured and became more than sort of the hobbyist thing it began to cross over at that point. Yeah. Now we're at a place where it's like for 60 bucks you get the arcade machine in your house and you get to access a lot of what's there but now it's also got this virtual coin slot for you to buy these other things and I think you have to tread really, really carefully in terms of that relationship with your consumers. But like, we've seen like a wild variety of what I would consider abuses of that sort of contract with a user. Like, you know, Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Dead or Alive franchise. Yep. (laughs) Like, there's never been a more disturbing and massive slate of DLC available for anything.
0: Right? Well, not only that, there were a lot of people who would buy anything that they put out. I'm talking dollar right. DLC only costumes, right? These are cosmetic items. These are, and these not are the same people that people. are buying
1: like the, the body pillows. Right. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and their uh,
0: finances are very disposable, you know. They got nothing uh-huh. else going on after work. And, yeah. you know, they got to curl uh-huh. up in bed with the body pillow. And, you know, You're they need some right. e, So, <laughs> yeah. Well, other way to do that than to do that through your video games with hot costumes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah.
1: Closer to Earth in terms of something that's more reasonable. Yeah, I think the fighting game publishers said, okay, what we have here is something more akin to something like a sports game. So we have seasons. There are going to be X number of new characters per season. They might also have stages in tow that are specific to those characters. Some other features. I mean, you know, yeah, Namco is very huge on this model specifically. I mean, they yeah. did it throughout Tekken Seven, they did it throughout Dragon Ball Fighter Z, FighterZ.
0: and um, and yeah, that that I it's it's questionable, but to be honest, I would love sports games to follow this model because yeah, it's better than charging people full price every year. Right or another No, one. I I agree. I and agree with that fully. So. Incrementally better. Yeah. Yeah. So so I do agree with the season pass, but Yeah. You know, it, it it it's because you're having new characters and you have new people to not only play as but play against and maybe you get new stories from it and you can uh up your game by I mean a lot of people say in the fighting game uh, community, if you want to know how to beat a character, you got to play the character. And if you don't have access to the character, how are you going to know how to beat the character besides playing against them? It's much better to know how they Mm -hmm. work. So, um, yeah. But I think uh, Season Passes, yeah, it's an evolution, but I much prefer that than what EA is doing with Madden. Mm -hmm. For sure. But there are some things that are very predatory about these uh, cosmetic upgrades. I mean, the fatality thing, especially $10 just for something that you would only see for like five seconds that you could probably look up on YouTube. That's a bit much, man. And not only that. Well, especially
1: given that it was holiday themed. I mean, in any other era, that would have totally been a freebie.
0: Exactly. So like you, you really it?
1: frittered a, you really fritter away an opportunity I to mean, say thank you to your community and like keep man. their interest in the game high.
0: Exactly. Now you just enrage them because it's right. like not only is it like something like a fatality, but it's seasonal as well and just why. You you mm-hmm. did this for free for so many years and now you're suddenly charging for fatalities. It's not even like a costume where a costume, at least you can look at it throughout the whole match, you know, right? Yeah, with the fatality, it's like three five seconds. It's like novelty wears off super quick, and you just put ten dollars down the drain. I don't know, it's not
1: even practice,
0: you know, it's like, like uh, what, what, uh, this guy that used to work at Borders, uh, with me, you know, he used to say to me, like, when I did something dumb, he'd look at me, he'd shake his head. Uh, he's from the Midwest, he would say. Where's your mind? Where's your mind, boy? So <laughs> what I want to say to you, WB Game. Where's your mind, boy? <laughs> yeah. But, and I just and I
1: don't even know. I mean, it's hard to know given that kind of ownership structure. Like, yeah. did someone at Netherrealm actually make that call? Or is it somebody above them or on the publishing end, which or, I or
0: or former Unity CEO?
1: <laughs> uh, Sorry, he would try that. Yeah, he would. He would try that and applaud it. Uh, oh. Yeah,
0: but at yeah. least, at least it's not a loot box, right? Loot boxes are the worst. Gotcha mechanics are the worst because you're not. Well, I mean, doing that was anything. I, I
1: seem to recall that being the the gigantic mess with was oh, it battlefront 2 and overwatch right well yeah. i know with star wars battlefront 2
2: specifically yeah. like that was you know
1: the moment of the t-rex coming down the t-rex being disney yep. and devouring the smaller velociraptor that being ea yeah because basically they felt like they were making star Wars name mud in the process. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, Disney does a great <laughs> job of themselves, themselves, yeah. but specifically on like a consumer relations front, yeah. like, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, there's such a, there's such a fluctuating sense of like, well, what actually comprises the value that you get in the box for 40 to 70 bucks upon launch these days right yeah and i think some companies do a much better job with that than others and you know now it's interesting that it's really kind of broken down by genre but like sports and fighting games like there's a lot more in the way of, um, you know, all this kind of ancillary shit that you could buy for the game that's mostly cosmetic.
0: Yeah. But the worst type of uh, uh, DLC is play to win, like right. any NBA 2K game. Yeah. Where you're not going to have a fighting chance because there are some people who just emptied their pockets just to be untouchable in the game that's going to be renewed. In one year's time, and they're going to be useless after that. But
1: well, and that's even weirder yet because you you think of that and like technically, that's more of the freemium model that you see mostly in the mobile. Yeah, kind of games. But two K yeah,
0: games still charge you full price for a game, and
1: they and do that's that. so, that's such a bummer too because for the longest time, like. You know, that spawned from the wreckage of visual concepts and Sega Sports doing those magnificent 2K sports games on the Dreamcast. Yeah. And, you know, now it's just like, you know, it's the old adage where, you know, if you live long enough, you'll see yourself turn into the bad
0: guy. <laughs> exactly. So it's just, I don't know. it. Like you said, if it's done responsibly, I'll say okay. I mean you're putting content that I want. It's good enough that it warrants extra money. Mm -hmm. But the minute you start saying ten bucks for a fatality or you're gonna have to pay money to beat people consistently, that's when I say I'm going to stay very far away from you.
1: Right. (laughs) But yes, so I would argue on the flip side of this, Mm -hmm. something that actually cost the same, but got a hell of a lot better. Yeah. The Steam Deck OLED. Oh, yes. Emerged surprisingly as if from out of nowhere, you know, matching the previous price of like the top end model. Mm -hmm. But now we're talking double the storage. Yep a genuinely beautiful HDR OLED screen um, that is also slightly bigger by virtue of having a smaller bezel, Um, a variety of smaller upgrades by virtue of it being a revised chipset. So you're eking out a few extra frames. It's actually lighter. Um,
0: I think the RAM is the upgrade, right? That's where the access gets faster. I don't think they upgraded the processor per se, just the RAM. It's, it's a different it's a different size die. Oh, okay.
1: It went from 7 nanometers to 6 nanometers. Oh, okay. And so it's got this variety of small technical improvements as a as a result of that revision. So
0: better cooling too. I yep. Heard.
2: Lighter. Yep. Yeah,
1: quieter. I think the one disappointment um, is that the unit still doesn't have um, Hall Effect sticks. Ah, uh, yeah. But apparently they asked Valve about it, and Valve were like, we didn't see any that we thought
0: were of the quality that we would want for this unit. So that could be a next generation type of thing. Maybe. Yeah. But it is it. interesting
1: though, because I think most people have concluded that like the existing Steam deck was the one that was gonna be it for a while, yeah, until dropping a brand new model, so that's pretty cool. I know that's turning a lot of heads um potentially mine included um you yeah. said you got to try one recently, right?
0: Yeah, our friend Justin, our good old friend Justin, who mm-hmm. now lives in uh, Australia. He said a gay, he's a big fan. Of yes, he he said he's a fan of this show. He listens. Nice. He, he likes to keep up with us. And uh, huh. he said it's like uh, if we were talking with him in the same room, and that's why he loves it. Man, yeah, yeah. Justin, uh, it was great to see you. Uh, Hi, Justin. Cast. Yeah. Uh, I, he came to Osaka to visit. And uh, we had a great time, him and his family. I uh, hope you had a good time in Japan. And I uh, hope you're listening to this episode. Thank you, man. We appreciate your support. And uh, thank you for letting me try out your Steam Deck. It looks pretty awesome. I, I, I kind of want to get one. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. But I think biggest priority for me is whatever the Switch follow-up is first. And then Steam Deck, maybe down the road. But yeah, Steam Deck's pretty impressive. I mean, the unit felt good. The games looked pretty good. And I mean, the operating system is by far rock solid compared to like, uh, if you tried like, a, what is it? the There's a Legion Go new portable that's coming up from Lenovo and the, the ROG Ally from, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, Republic of Gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those still run on Windows 11, which... Uh... <laughs> oh, those are... Oh, wait, the the ROG is... Uh, that's, that's Asus's
1: yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A- Asus, sorry, not ROG. That, that's the... Uh, well,
1: no, ROG is like the, the, the brand for it, but it's made by
0: yeah. Asus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it runs on Windows 11, which is a nightmare because of the updates. And then, like, sometimes if you want to just run a game... Like, in some parts, it's good because it's not stuck to, like, hey, you can only play Steam games, mm-hmm. right? You can play from other clients. But at the same time, like I said, when you have updates, it kind of jacks up your ROG Ally or probably uh, Lenovo uh, Legion Go because, you know, it's not built for those systems. So right. It's not a it.
1: custom solution for a handheld.
0: Yeah. So that's why uh, Steam Deck sounds very, very, very nice. And I heard that screen from what Digital Foundry said. That screen is the best screen they've seen in a portable.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Linus from Linus Tech Tips was also raving about it pretty loudly. Like, he thinks it's the best portable screen going now. And, like, I'm definitely tempted by one because, like, Whenever I travel I'm always like, mm, like I love the Switch, but I don't want to strictly game and like if I'm going to watch something in my hotel room on a Switch, like you're just stuck with YouTube pretty yeah. much. So the fact that a Steam Deck would also double as like a full-on media player, like I could have a bunch of my movies ripped and yep. it's ready you to go on the go. Yes.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that sounds yeah. cool because uh I think uh, Twitch is removing their features from Switch Mm. uh, pretty soon, so it's going to be less of a media box after that. But yeah, I mean, can Steam Deck do Netflix?
1: I don't know about those apps specifically. I was more focused on like you know running VLC, so I could just run movie files.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like uh, I mean the console. Home console version of like, hey, remember when, hey, you can play music CDs and DVDs on your Xbox, right? You know, Blu-rays on your PlayStation 4. Kind of the same thing, right? Cool.
1: Or movies on PSP, UMD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never gotten, I, I never got to witness that.
1: Have you ever yeah, seen a UMD you, vi- I movie? You, I don't think you missed much.
2: <laughs> it would blow. I'm mind. sure
1: somebody's very angry at me now because they have a PSP and every UMD movie ever released, all five of them. And so you know, I'm sure someone is enjoying Street Fighter the movie oh, on UMD. Yeah, no, what would be <laughs> what would be like a B for Vendetta? Someone's watching like The Devil Wears Prada or something. I mean, Was that on UMD? <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but oh. I'm just trying to think of like that late aughts, like what would be like a popular late aughts movie that is probably on UMD. Uh, oh, I bet I bet Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, because that was also a Sony Pictures movie. Oh, okay. so that's probably on UMD.
0: I wouldn't mind watching uh, that again, uh, but a great movie. <laughs> Not on UMD. I don't know that you would
1: specifically want to <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> to burn two hours staring at a PSP to watch that movie.
0: Uh, Better yeah, means, that, yeah, I that, that would. That would be an experience, though. But all right, uh, why don't we take a little breaky break? Um, you're gonna hear from a partner that is part of Rumination's Radio Network, which is what we are part of. So uh, listen to what they got to say about their very awesome podcast. If you like what you hear, please check out ruminationsradionetwork.com and check out their show. We'll be right back. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile History Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile History Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on ruminationsradionetwork.com. Hey, we are back. Woo. Wow. So we haven't done this for three weeks, but uh, it's good to catch up with you and talk about what's what we've been missing out since the three weeks have passed. Uh, I think uh, the biggest news, at least maybe for me, I don't know about you, is uh, as I mentioned before, Shigeru Miyamoto made a big announcement, and that announcement is we are getting a Legend of Zelda movie. It is official. It's going to be produced with uh, Sony Pictures Entertainment, which is, uh, wow, kind of shocking. What do you think? I mean, it's not Illumination and Universal. Well, It's going to be live action. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow! All
1: that's right, all I can like that's all I can say. Wow! I'm okay, Owen Wilson. Um, wow. <laughs> wow! 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 Well, no, he would say it more like, "Wow! Wow! Um, wow!
2: Uh you know, I'm I'm trying to be even-handed and open-minded about this, but yeah." We've been
0: down this road before. Well, uh, with Chris Pratt.
2: Yes,
1: (laughs) no, no, no. Yes and no. Um, You know, there were a lot of there were a lot of Nintendo fans that like, you know, they flipped their shit when Chris Pratt was announced as the voice of Mario. Me and like. Well, I mean, I got it in the abstract, but by the same token, like, he's done a lot of other voice work. And some of that's been very, very enjoyable, particularly in the Lego movie. So that didn't, that didn't really bother me so much. Everything was awesome. Right. It was. It was. It was, it was a great movie.
2: It was awesome. Um, however, the, the elephant in the room, conceptually, for me, yes, is the fact that Link doesn't talk. Link makes grunts. Link makes happy noises when he finds something. Or painful noises when he gets hit. But he doesn't actually speak.
0: Well, I'm kind of mixed on that because in some games, it feels like it's implied that he says something. I mean, when you play Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, you'll right. see him motion when right. he's in dialogue with some characters, and then so they're like, like he, "Oh, well." But still, yeah. though, you never hear a voice. Exactly. So, and I, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay,
1: <laughs> let me build, motherfucker. God. God, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna step out of the way for a little bit. Let you work your magic. I'm very I'll, sorry. no. All I'm saying is that
2: if you thought Chris Pratt's voice was a divisive idea, here we have a character that canonically has never spoken. Mm -hmm. Like, we've never heard
1: a voice come out of him. Not talking about the fucking CDI games.
0: You're not talking about the...
1: the, the Don't bring them up.
0: the, the the uh, the The cartoon. No, excuse me, princess.
1: Right,
2: excised (laughs) canonically. Link does not speak, and so I was trying to wrap my head around this. And it's like, number one, I really feel
1: for whoever is cast in this movie as Link because the expectations that will be put upon this poor bastard's shoulders will be immense and difficult. (laughs) Well, yeah. Hopefully they know. An internet eye of (laughs) Sauron that has seldom been experienced. Like, it will be hard for this person. And I don't
2: envy them whatsoever in trying to fill that little green tuning. Um, But... And a friend of mine brought this up. She made a very good point. Like, it would be amazing if in the movie, Link also never speaks. But, like, other characters react as if they were spoken
1: to. Like, that could be a really interesting and weird sort of chaplain-esque, like, streak to it.
2: Now, I don't think that any
1: of the parties involved are probably that artsy or brave to make that choice. Yeah. But it would be genuinely fascinating if they did. So,
2: I don't know. I mean, uh, I have to hope that this decision was brought
1: about. Because an excellent script exists, or the through line for it is so clear that it made them say, All right, we're stepping on the gas with this. Because in my heart of hearts, like I very easily saw an animated movie for Zelda.
2: Me too. That would have been
1: particularly if they had allied with.
2: Pixar, or Studio Ghibli,
1: like... Studio Ghibli, that would have been a great choice. Yeah, I would have been on board with that. Like, no questions asked. Like, where do I buy my ticket? This feels so risky as a proposition. I mean, it's Nintendo's other biggest franchise. I mean... My yep. God, given the sales numbers that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom have amassed, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a big choice to make.
0: So, I mean, nowadays it's second only to Mario Kart, right? In terms of sales, so this is yeah. huge. And that's,
1: that's not the spot that Zelda has traditionally occupied. Yeah. Traditionally, the other, fr- you know, most of their other franchises have been the really, really big sellers. Yeah. You know,
2: Mario specifically. So it is wild that Zelda has achieved that on the sales side
1: as a console game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just the mind wobbles like i i would love <laughs> to know what the idea is because i mean again like this story it's basically the same story that's been told roughly a dozen or so ways thus far yeah. right and it's always a little bit different like i always felt as if like the idea and i know I know there's a timeline now and i don't really i don't really adhere to that myself i've always preferred to believe it that like zelda is basically the same story that gets told through like in a slightly different time frame with a slightly different cultural lens lent to it right and you've seen this with like the influences on it like wind waker took like a decidedly like more celtic turn with things um breath of the wild weirdly veered much more towards japanese roots you know feeling a lot more like a studio ghibli thing by virtue yeah. of its art design and you know the way the world feels
0: so and uh, skyward it, sword uh, drifted towards justin bieber <laughs> That's kind of the reason why I didn't play it back in the day, but I digress. I, really? I will play it again someday. <laughs> I will play it. I, I just haven't yeah. had a chance to, but back then I was like, I don't want to play Justin Bieberlink.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I mean I'm I'm intrigued by what that version of the world is like, but by the same token, like Yeah. I don't know. Like if I'm gonna go back and play what is now considered like The old paradigm for Zelda, I don't know that that would be it,
2: but, you know, whatever. Um, I just want to try it. Yeah, same. Um, So, yeah, man, I'm I'm still very surprised (laughs) that they took this path,
1: but, you know, I have to hope that, like, it was motivated by the idea, the pitch, the script, whatever actually exists on paper somewhere god damn I hope it's good you know
0: I think nowadays especially with the first uh, Super Mario movie how that bombed so gloriously in a bad way they don't want to do that again and I hope they follow more of a precedence of let's say um, what I guess One Piece on Netflix is experiencing as a live action, uh, I guess, series. Mm-hmm. And I hope it doesn't end up like, uh, sadly, Cowboy Bebop, the Netflix series, which, I mean, I never, I have never seen it. I've never watched it. But from what people have said, it, yeah.
1: I just saw the one screenshot of. Mm-hmm. John Cho as Spike. Yeah. And like I like John Cho. I like Spike. I don't think I like John Cho as Spike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, casting is so important. I mean, right. who are you gonna bring uh, on as Link? Who are you gonna right. bring on as Zelda and Ganon? I mean Which again, that's- like,
1: I've searched my mind and I've thought, like, well God, who across like the span of motion pictures do I see as Link and really the only thing that I can dig up that is like the most similar would be you know Orlando Bloom as Legolas in the Lord of the Rings movies Uh, like that's really the closest thing that exists on celluloid to Link
0: and how old is he now? too old (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) Link is uh, traditionally, like, a very youthful guy, like, you know. Right, I mean, it's always
1: been, mean. like, a coming-of-age tale. So even when you see him as, quote-unquote, an adult, yeah, you know, the idea is basically that he's, like, 16 years old. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think uh, that would have blended in better with animation than it would with live-action, because it's really hard to capture that in live-action, right? I, that's what I would think. I mean, it wouldn't be impossible, but it would be... A lot more expressive in animation, from what I I feel. Um, I just think uh, I'm gonna trust them because, like I said, the Chris Pratt thing proved me—they proved me wrong. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I mean, yeah. If you end up hearing them axing it midway, then there you go. There's your answer. Well, that's an interesting—that's
1: an interesting aspect of this too, because if you recall, yeah. I want to say about six or seven years ago, there was also a similar announcement that there would be a live-action Zelda series on Netflix. Exactly. And that never came to fruition. That just sort of quietly went away. So why did it end up,
0: yeah, as a live-action picture,
1: movie picture? This now feels much more of a... This now feels like much more of a realistic proposition to everybody. Because now they know if they do this right, they will make money hand over fist. I mean, that was borne out by the animated Super Mario Brothers movie.
0: Yeah. So, so I hope uh, whoever they have as counselors for the uh, entertainment side in terms of movies and stuff like that, I hope they got someone who has a good eye on what's Good, and if they notice, hey, this is not going well, we got to change this. I hope they got the correct guy who can steer the ship and sail it to something where it's it doesn't have to be spectacular, like uh, the Super Mario movie was not like oh, you got its top five of all time, but it was enjoyable, it did its job, and a little bit more, and that's what we hope for in Zelda, right? So yeah, I, I'm not going to be waiting every day for it. You know, if it, when it comes, it comes. I'll be watching it, but I'm not going to count the days.
2: I mean, and that's the thing. Like, Mario.
1: the. I don't know. Like, I've never seen the Maze Runner movies. Apparently, that's the main thing that this guy has done before. What's his name? What's is his West, name? Ball. West Ball. West Ball. West Ball.
2: Um, I just, I don't know, like uh, could they not get Peter Jackson? Like
1: uh, I mean, you, you would think that there would be some sort of like, hey, we need to get, like, we really want to add some additional you know, collective confidence in this thing.
2: Yeah. Like, hey, like, but you know that
1: also comes with a certain amount of expense, you know. But Peter Jackson, that probably means a massive budget and a massive paycheck for Mister Jackson. So, well, you know,
0: I'm who's I'm to, all who's about to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, give smaller people an opportunity. I I I think that's great. But yeah. I just hope that whoever uh, directs this film actually plays the games.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. It if would
0: be nice else, if they had
1: yeah. a firm handle on that which makes Zelda really, really
2: good. Exactly. But, it's in your hands, Nintendo. We'll right. be watching from the rafters. You screw this up, we're gonna boo the crap out of you. <laughs> but
1: no, they did it. I... I don't know. The mind wobbles. Like It will be a very fascinating thing to watch. That's my favorite uh, Married
0: with Children uh, quote, by the way. Kelly Bundy. The moth. Yeah. (laughs) Mind wobbles. (laughs) Yeah, I use that from time to time. Yeah. But anyways, thank you for wobbling our minds. Thank you for joining us in the wobbling of the minds. Uh, This has been episode 42. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, James. Likewise, Uncle Ed. Is there anything you want to plug before we skedaddle? Um, No. No? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. I know social media is your job. I I know you don't want to do any more social media. If
1: you're interested in uh, hearing or seeing more of my bullshit, you can follow me on Instagram at Super Mario
0: Kart. There you go. And he's got some pretty fun little, you know, what is it, features, the little things that show for a day. Do that stories. Yeah. Posts. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm at game agent ET on Instagram. And uh yeah, threads, I guess. Um our account for this uh, podcast, oh god, it hz. You can find this on x, twitter, and instagram. And that's all we got for today. Thank you so much. Stay warm because it's getting cold. Don't go outside without your jacket now, you don't want to catch cold. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.